0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and of course I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Sip. Sip, nerds. Thank you guys for listening and sharing the show with your friends. Nerds with friends, with friends. Hashtag. Yes,
1: that's, that's still a name, right? What? I believe it's still a name. Yep. That's what we're calling it.
0: That's what we're calling it. <laughs>
1: All right, we got some fun
0: stuff to talk about. We are going to uh, delve into the newest movie, the newest Joker movie. Uh, so there will be some spoilers ahead, but we will warn you before those take place. Um, so if you haven't seen 2019's Joaquin Phoenix starred Joker,
1: like what the hell's wrong with you? Why yeah, haven't like, you?
0: What are you doing?
1: Are I have you... to watch movies as soon as possible because I don't want the internet or randos. Yeah, I think that's ruining a... it for me.
0: Or podcasts. <laughs> or podcast. Uh yeah, you know, I I like to um, I like to stay on, on top of things uh, especially with high profile ones like that. You know, there's certain ones where you can kinda like uh, I'll catch it when it comes out on video, but like, like Ad Astra. <laughs> yeah, Ad Astra. You mean the Space Cowboys and
1: Armageddon crossover sequel? I didn't bother to watch it, man. <laughs>
0: Wait, you didn't see it with me? Oh no, no. that was my friend Alex. No,
1: no, since your friends are so interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, they surely are.
0: That's uh, cuz I I made that joke several times <laughs> that it's a uh sequel to um Space Cowboys and Armageddon. Both? Both. Yeah, it was a crossover event. Both of them. And it wasn't anywhere near as cuz the the previous the originals. So. Yeah. You
1: know, I feel like I have really good intuition with movies. I just had a gut feeling. I was like mm-hmm. Think this is one I need
0: to go watch. I feel like if it was going to be as awesome as I hoped it was going to be, there would have been more buzz about it leading up to it. It would have been like an interstellar, you know. And even
1: then, I I think I've talked about my feelings about Christopher Nolan enough on here. Whoa, I think the guy just like really, like I think he kind of just jerks off how smart he thinks he is. Yeah, he definitely does that. That's (laughs) for sure. (laughs) That is for sure. Like a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream. Uh, like or you know the space one. Oh look, look how much I know about space, like yeah, and science. I'm like, all right, bro. Like, relax, calm down.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is. He definitely prides himself on being an intellectual for sure. Um, but I think that overall, he's done some of the more uh, original movies out there.
1: I'll give him the first two Batmans.
0: Well, those weren't original at all. They're Batman.
1: Well, I mean, for for <laughs> him doing them, I'll give him the, those are yeah. those were awesome. I don't know if I want to give him credit for the third one. Oh, I, just, yeah. I can I can't. Yeah, I the, can't take Bane seriously.
0: Yeah, a, the fact that Bane's voice from that movie made it all the way through. Yeah, <laughs> I was molded by it. We're yes, like,
1: <laughs> like come on, really? That's that's what we settled on. Like that's what we're going with. That's. Yeah. All right, well,
0: he has a bunch of assassins following him. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think Christopher Nolan overall does a good job. Like, Memento and uh, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk were all amazing.
1: I didn't watch Dunkirk, uh, it was, dude. It was amazing.
0: I'll give it a shot. Yeah, and his new one looks kind of interesting too. Um, but uh, more on. That late, well, not really. Not more on that. We'll talk about Joker, which has nothing to do with him. Nothing, but.
1: nothing to do with him.
0: Um, but before that, we should start the show, as we always do, with some nerdy confessions, where we uh, confess the things that make us nerds. Uh, would you like to go or would you like me to go?
1: Yeah, I'm still on my uh, audiobook Stephen King kick. Um
0: I almost sneezed. Yeah. Ugh, no. it, was, hurts possibly, it
1: hurts my brain. It hurts my brain. When you hold it in and you're like. You got blue you balls go. in your brain. Ah. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. If you don't, if you don't let the sneeze
1: out. So sneeze. It goes
0: back into your brain.
1: Yeah. Brain blue balls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah. So still listening to a ton of audiobooks. I finished the stand. The stand was great. I don't hate. The ending in the book as much as I hated the ending in the show. Um, it, was, it was definitely awesome. And Randall Flagg was just such a better villain in the book than he was in the show. Although, I, you know, I'm going to go back and rewatch the show. But from what I remember, I didn't, I didn't dislike the actor. The actor, I felt, was actually pretty good in mm-hmm. The Stand. But um, some of the takes they did in his outfits, like they didn't. <laughs> Change his outfits as much as they could have, and they took it. It's the end of the world, man. No one's doing laundry, (laughs) yeah. No, like, because in the book, you know, they show him like some people see him as a guy with a big cloak, you know, which is like if to go back to uh, the dark tower, like Martin Broad cloak, like he looks kind of like that, and some people see him as just a straight up shadow. Um,
0: and I remember Sheridan,
1: yeah, and I remember in the show, like, they gave him at one point when he flashes on someone. He has like a horn and he has like goat eyes. I'm like, well, that never happened in the book at all. Like, see that that's a cool shot with the dark Yeah, for everyone, obviously.
0: Yeah, we're looking at we're looking at our phones.
1: Um, but the book was so awesome, and they took away all the animal parts in the show that he can possess. Um, there there was just a lot of great scenes that I felt like would uh, have I forgot been. Forgot awesome that Molly shots.
0: Ringwald was in that.
1: Yeah, she was. Um, that's crazy. She was Fran.
0: Franny. Um,
1: but anyway, so I just started. Um. The Shining, yeah. which I uh, understand why now he hates the movie Stephen King. Yep, um, definitely it's not anything like the book. Like, yeah, the
0: book. I mean, it's and and it's such a personal story to him. Oh, you know? for sure. Um, that I think I think that's what really. If it was like you know
1: I don't know I need to go and rewatch this, the movie. If but- it
0: was like Pet Cemetery or. Or, like, uh, Salem's Lot, where it's just, like, a fantastic-type story and had nothing to do with Stephen King's life, necessarily. Yeah, I mean,
1: this is an alcoholic writer. Right. Which is what Stephen King openly like, talks about. Yeah, you know?
0: exactly. Who, you know, the alcoholism was, you know, basically destroying his family. You know what I mean? So, it's like, okay, I get it. I yeah, I totally why. get
1: why. Um, but, yeah, and, like, even um, in the book, like, his mom it is like I, at least I need to rewatch the movie, but I remember her being mm-hmm. just very like like terrified all the time she like, wasn't
0: a very strong character
1: no, and in the book she's she's not that you mm-hmm. know she she's like she stands up to him yeah uh, for Danny and yep. like she, she works.
0: leave and like a couple gets, of times yeah a couple times and
1: so it's like i i I get it, I get it, but um you know, and I did it backwards. I listened to Dr Sleep first, and now I'm listening <laughs> to the shiny, which I don't regret. Um it's kind of cool um knowing key scenes that's mentioned in Doctor Sleep I'm like oh that's what they're referencing to. Yep, yep. Or um I was like oh man like you know what kind of man he turns out to be this little kid and like now during certain key scenes in The Shining I'm like oh like that obviously like this has triggered him to grow up to this type of adult. Um, right.
0: Right. Obviously, A little trauma. Yeah, I mean there's no
1: end. I was right. Jack Torrance has a little bit of the shame. Uh that is not confirmed. That's is confirmed. <laughs> nope. Go re-listen to Dr. Sleep. He says it. He Ugh. fucking says it. He says his dad had a little bit. He said his mom had it stronger. I think my
0: dad might have had a little bit. I don't know. I can't, conform, is, I can't confirm I can't confirm nor deny that. He says, I think it's what he exactly. He says <laughs> <laughs> which
1: is why he was affected by the spirits yeah. of the house, but not strong enough to actually see them. Not like, strong enough to do anything. Like Danny was able to. Cool.
0: Yeah, Alright. Well, you win this round. <laughs>
1: But no, um, any of you guys who dude, if you guys give Stephen King a try, if you guys haven't, um
0: Yeah, he's only one of the most I don't know. Believe it or not. I don't not. know if I call it prolific, but like definitely one of the most celebrated and read authors of all time. Believe
1: it or not, some people don't like his stuff. But to me he's No, they're he's, wrong. He's an amazing storyteller. Wrong. Wrong.
0: Yeah, he's he's great. Uh his characters are awesome and like some of the stuff. You know, some of the stuff he thinks of is just so out there that I don't know. You know, it, it's not like, you know, you can hear a lot of like inspiration from other people in in, in books, you know, where, oh, like I just read one for book club called uh, Never Let Me Go. You ever heard of that one? No. Uh, I I'll, I'll look up the author real quick. But, but essentially it's a story about uh, it's kind of set in a dystopian future um written in 2005 by Kazuo Ishiguro um once won some awards and such uh and it was it was a decent book but basically set in the uh dystopian future where there's these little British kids who are like raised on like a farm like a I don't know like a Uh, because
1: it started to sound a little bit like Lord of the Flies
0: (laughs) no no um it's they're raised not on, not on a farm like with animals, but like in a, like a, a school for young people out away from the city kind of thing. And uh, they're always talking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, they'll have to make donations soon, and that, um, you know, this and that. And there, there's care, there's a uh, people called, uh, like guardians, and then there's people called, not carers or caregivers or something. You like just that.
1: finished this book. Yeah, that's how much I could tell you didn't like it because you don't remember a lot. of things. <laughs> well, about <it. laughs> Well,
0: one thing um, I remember, I remember the plot fairly well, uh, but um, little details and stuff. I, I don't I don't maintain as well as you do for sure, because um, you'll pick things out of the Dark Tower that I'm like, yeah, I think I remember that, but. I don't know. I remember main plot lines better.
1: I actually want to re listen. Well, I guess I read those, but I kind of want to re listen to those.
0: Anyway, uh, so the book is basically, I thought it was about vampires at first. I was like, oh, this is a weird take on vampires. Like, I thought they were like raising these kids to be like blood donors and like vampires and humans were living together. And it was like, oh, they were going to have to, like, uh, it was going to be a vampire and uh, a, a donor, a blood donor, like, who like fall in love with each other. But then they realize, oh, you know, you can't. Be together because one's food and one's a vampire who's probably obviously going to be the ruling class. That's not what it's about at all. Uh, basically, these kids are clones who they're raising to be organ donors. Oh, like for, the movie, uh, with like the, the movie The Island, yeah. which I was like, Whoa, this is the exact rip-off of the movie The Island.
1: You, as you were talking about uh, donors, I was gonna be like, Oh, I was gonna mention that. Oh, so like they're you know, they're donating body parts, yeah, exactly. People. And so, like.
0: But man, if you go back and Dude, The Island came out in 2005, <laughs> the same year as that book. Oof. Mm.
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: Who did it first? I don't know. I'd have to research it more. Man, um but yeah, so uh but yeah, you could obviously see where one of those obviously inspired the other, which, whichever one was which. Um and the point I was trying to make through all that was uh Stephen King like I really don't I really haven't read much that is like his stuff. It's so different, even when he tackles like straight up fantasy, like the Dark Tower.
1: Which uh, he does openly say he was inspired by Lord of the Rings, but it's so different. But it's so
0: different. I mean, he, yeah, he is inspired by it, but like n- not as much as it's like, okay, like the Wheel of Time is very much inspired by the Lord of the Rings. Oh, these younger kids from this you know outskirt town one of them uh is like the chosen one and has to go defeat this big evil and you know it's like okay i get it and they meet a bunch of people along the way there's a character who's obviously aragorn there's another one who's obviously gandalf and so it's like uh it's not his stuff seems very original and like out of nowhere with very little like ties to other works so i really enjoy it um so if you haven't listened, if you haven't read Stephen King, give it a try. I'd say The Shining is a great way to start because I think a lot of people know the movie, um, and uh, the book is so different. You'll you'll really see what it means to be, you know, what it means to read some of his stuff. It's like
1: oh, my first one was Salem's Lot, and I really loved it. Salem's Lot's
0: great too. Um, Pet Cemetery, excellent. Um, you could read it. Because the movies are all out now, um,
1: although I would say The Dark Tower because it's it's still one of my f- oh
0: it's so good. Okay. Though um, I've had a couple of people read The Dark Tower and they like hated the first book, and I guess like there's not as much that happens in that first book. Like I, it really picks up during like book I don't know three or four. Like those are some. I, of I my, loved
1: it from the beginning till yeah, the I end. I did too, but yeah, the last I, one was a little long. There were certain parts I'm like, oh, why yeah. did that? But.
0: Yeah, there's interesting stuff. I mean, it's a huge magnum opus kind of thing, but really, really awesome. So check it out. Go read some Stephen King. Minority Confession this week. Uh, Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I'll do. So um, obviously we play tabletop RPG games, um, various board games and video games, but there was one game I had never heard of. And I learned about it this last week from a friend of mine at work. His name is Brandon Kohler. And I told him I would play the sound for him. Brandon Kohler! <laughs> uh, he, he told me about this game that he used to play with his friends called Dinky Dungeons.
1: Dinky Dungeons. Dinky
0: Dungeons. Right there. There it is. And uh, it is the smallest role-playing game ever produced. The book itself was three inches by four inches okay so you know teeny tiny little book uh it's very similar to what we know uh, of like dungeons and dragons um you know except obviously being so much smaller the um the rules are way more simplified um you know it has uh you know character creation classes spells uh combat Monsters, all sorts, and it even comes with like a little mini scenario. The game also came with a GM's screen and a little hex map. Um, so you can imagine it's probably like a teeny tiny yeah. little thing, right? Um, and it uses D6s for everything. So six hmm. sided die for the uninitiated. Um, each character only has two attributes mental and physical. There are three classes fighter, wizard, and bard. And three optional non-human races, elves, dwarves, and fuzzy winkers. It was an intelligent giant rats. Um, fuzzy winkers? Yep. <laughs> Physical uh, trait uh, governed the size of weapon the fighter could use and determine how much damage they could do on a good roll. Mental governed the wizard and bard spell points and the number of spells. Um, and basically you would roll 2d6 trying to get, you know, whatever the... Over the number, you know, uh, just like you would a D20 kind of thing. Um, and it was like a really simplified version of uh, what we know as, you know, a tabletop role playing game. Uh, it was published in 1985 by Doc's Game. And it was 32 page book that came with the screen, a couple of character sheets, a map, and some dice. Hmm. Pretty dang cool.
1: Was it, it so it was easy to pick up?
0: Yeah, obviously. Well, I think that's kind of what, it, um, you know, And it's funny because there's, there's not a lot. I mean, there is a, a fan website that I found, and I've kind of looked over. And they actually have, I think, it, it's hard to tell exactly, but it seems like someone copied down the basic rules of it, which is pretty cool. So you can actually, if you go to dinkydungeons.com, it, it is a fan site, so it's not official. But it looks like someone has uh, taken the time to kind of... Um, copy, copy down the rules so you can actually, uh, bust it out and play if you want. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be super simple. Um, so it's not, it's not going to take you an hour just to create your character. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's supposed to be, um, you know, something that you can pick up with a couple friends and play instantly. And uh, I guess travel with it being that the book is so small. So really, really cool. Um, I had never heard of it. And so, uh, Brandon, uh, out-nerded me, so <laughs> good on you, Brandon.
1: That's interesting that he specifically wanted the air horns, but all right, I
0: told him I would I would do something. I'm like, how about the bump sound? And he's like, yeah, that sounds cool. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, all righty then. Nerdy confessions out of the way. Uh, I think I think it's time we talk
1: El Joker.
0: Well, let me let me touch briefly on Ad Astra because we kind of shit on it. <laughs> in the beginning um so ad astra is uh you didn't see it it's the uh brad pitt led uh space movie um that i jokingly called the sequel to space cowboys and the reason i did that is because tommy lee jones plays his dad who is like lost in space who at the end of space cowboys if anyone has seen that ended up on the moon whoa like, spoilers st- man stuck on the moon <laughs> Everyone's seen Space Cowboys. It's a a pinnacle of cinema. Um, And then Donald Sutherland is like helping them to get there, who's also in Space Cowboys. So it's like, you know, man, it could be a sequel. I'm excited. And then Liv Tyler plays his wife, estranged wife in it. So obviously she broke up with Ben Affleck at the end of Armageddon and uh, got with Brad Pitt. Because, I mean, like, who wouldn't? Sorry, Brad Pitt. I'm sorry, Ben Affleck. (laughs) Um, But... I thought I was going to get like the next interstellar watching this movie and I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but let me just say there were certain parts that were really cool. Like the, some of the space scenes were awesome. Um, at one point there's like an, an antenna type thing that is going up into space and that's where Brad Pitt works. And some, some sort of like power surge basically knocks out the antenna and he has to like jump off the antenna before it blows up and then like parachute down to earth. That scene was awesome. It was like one of the first scenes from space from upper atmosphere. Yeah.
1: So there's no air there.
0: Well, that's, that's why he had to, uh, he actually, I think he says so in his,
1: cause yeah. the parachute's not going to catch on anything if there's no air.
0: Right. Right. So he had to, he has to free fall for a long time before there's enough atmosphere to burn him. <laughs> no he's not i mean he's not like up in zero gravity space he's up in upper upper atmosphere working on the thing okay but he does have like a whole space suit essentially like a a air tank and everything like that like a halo uh, drop kind of thing and so he he does have to wait for the air to thicken up before he can pull his chute out and come down and there's like fiery debris coming all, all around so that was cool i mean good action scenes good space scenes but, man, the ending just kind of fell flat, and, like, there was so much dull shit in the middle. It felt like it started off with such promise, and, like, that first scene was what they pitched, and they're like, oh, fuck, this sounds great. Here's, all, here's a bunch of money, go make it. And then, like, the rest of it, you're like, ugh. It's kind of a slog. Uh, worth worth rental, I'll say, but don't go, don't go wasting your time seeing it in the movie theater. It's definitely not. I'll wait for the Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix it. Rent it on iTunes, whatever. All right. Now let's talk about the thing people really came to listen to. Spoilers. So there will be spoilers coming up. We got a double one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um, so we're going to be talking about the Todd Phillips directed Joker movie. That just came out in theaters now.
1: Go watch it. Go watch it. Don't listen to people who said don't watch it. Go watch it.
0: Yeah, those people who said don't watch it are a bunch of fucking fools.
1: Well, so it's, it's a lot of the people, it's the families of the victims from the um, Heath Ledger Joker shooting. And they're saying that- Oh, it's, the
0: Aurora, <clears throat> Colorado.
1: And I just, I don't like- Things being censored, even if it's things I don't like, if it's something I don't like, I'm not going to spend money on it. I'm not going to go watch it. But, you know, I just I. I Well, I don't understand the reasoning behind that. I thought it was they're saying that it's insensitive because it's uh, a movie based on that character, which the shooter was trying to emulate. And it's just like, okay, but why do you have to censor the world and punish everyone else for one idiot? You know, like and I guess some people were scared that it might trigger someone else to do something. My thing is that guy was going to do that shit. Like, had he not seen the Joker movie or if the Joker character was not, right, it would have been something else that would have set him off. You know, like. Right. It's not like this one movie, like, altered all his personality. It's like, no, that shit was in him. There was something that triggered it. And then he went to go do it. But not everyone reacts that way.
0: Uh, see, I see. I never realized that it was the. Uh- the other
1: thing is that it's uh, they're saying that it paints mental illness in a bad way. People with mental illness it's like, well. I mean, no. I mean, yes, he's mentally... Well, I mean, we can get into it once we start talking about the movie, but that was the other thing that people were talking about.
0: Interesting. Yeah, see, <coughs> I could kind of see... I could see some people who, who didn't watch the movie or didn't pay attention to the movie making that argument, you know? Because if you see a preview, um, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I could see why they would make that argument up. But the movie but does a great job th- of dispelling that. I think the movie um, makes an excellent point on the dangers of ignoring mental illness, yes. and I think that uh, if more people saw the movie, maybe we would take a closer look at you know the people around us who are suffering from it kind of thing. Um, so I think that I think it's doing way more help than it would harm. The Aurora, Colorado thing—I mean, obviously those people have been through some terrible, terrible stuff, and I I understand why. You know, if if I was a family member of someone who was at that movie theater. You know, I probably wouldn't go either. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't. You know, to blame the movie is, you know, it's not fair. You know what I mean? It's it's not. You know, first of all, it lets the guy who who you know who actually killed those people lets him off the hook a little bit, and we shouldn't. You know, he's he's the guy who who actually did that terrible thing. It had nothing to do with Heath Ledger or Christopher Nolan or Batman or whatever um so that that's kind of an interesting take on it but I think this movie does a great job of kind of um, show you know like I said bringing to attention what happens when the mentally ill are marginalized in society and um and I mean it's an awesome movie it's well like the cinematography was great the, the lighting, acting was amazing the, mu- the
1: music everything the
0: music everything um <clears throat> and it's, yeah, it's a great, great movie. Walking Phoenix, uh, he brought it like crazy. He had some
1: big shoes to fill, but he he definitely brought it, and he definitely did a new angle on the Joker that was different, but also fit perfectly. It didn't feel alien or strange.
0: Yeah, you know, it was uh, it it was not a Heath Ledger impression,
1: it or was, Nicolas Cage, or. or uh, I'm Nicolas Cage. I'm thinking about fucking. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or. Um, Nicholas
0: Cage Joker would be insane.
1: <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. I doubt Throw it into the universe, see if it happens. Or uh, Mark Hamill. You know, it wasn't any of those. Right. Which is who we usually think of.
0: Yeah. Or Caesar. Was it Caesar Romero? Oh, yeah, I don't want
1: to be in. Yeah. I he, think it's Caesar Romero. Because he did it for a while, too.
0: In the Adam
1: West version. Which is Clothes was kind of similar. I felt the outfit was a little bit close to it.
0: Yeah, you know, as similar era kind of thing um so it makes kind of sense i definitely pulled bits and pieces from everyone and made his own thing which i think is really cool
1: um the laugh i don't think enough people give him credit for the laugh because it was definitely it played into his um mental illness like in particular when he was watching the comedian he would laugh what at things that he thought he was supposed to like when it was an actual punchline And everyone in the club would laugh. He would say something else, and he would laugh at that part. And it's like he obviously didn't get it. Like he obviously wasn't understanding humor.
0: Yeah, and and he had this, you know, he had this condition where he would laugh uncontrollably. That was really sad. It was
1: it was awesome, and it was really sad.
0: Yeah, actually, you know, had you kind of feeling for him at at times, and you know, you're like, you know, especially when he's trying not to. And he's like, he's basically crying, but also laughing and he can't stop. And he has,
1: he has a little card, like, please don't mistake my laughter for anything inappropriate. It's a condition. I'm not laughing at you. I'm not laughing. He's like, I cannot help myself.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and then, you know, but by the end of it, you know, you don't really pity the character anymore because he does turn out to be like, you know, a pretty bad dude who does some really bad stuff. But you can also see how you know how he's just like uh, just like Bruce Wayne is a product of his upbringing and what happened in his childhood. Obviously, the Joker is the same thing too. Um, I will say uh, w- my one kind of takeaway from the movie that would be kind of like a if I had one or two notes to make it slightly better. I think that it dragged a little bit in the middle. Um, we could have, uh, I don't know. We could have used a little less of like, it's hard to say, but like, there's some shots that were just too long that I'm just like, I get it. His life is terrible. Let's, you know, let's move it on and get to, you know, pick up the pace a little bit. But, um, and then the other thing was like, it would be cool if there was like Batman in this, but there isn't. So don't don't get your hopes up for, like, an after credit scene with Batman fighting
1: him or anything. I'm okay with that. It's not happening. And, in fact, I'm okay with the pacing of the movie. I don't like when movies feel rushed, when it's, like, one thing to another thing to another thing. I like when there's time to breathe. And that's, at least for me, you know, yeah. that's what I felt with the Joker. Is like, there was some breathing room between between shots. And, like, that's how movies used to be. Like, I feel like in the 60s and 70s, like, there was – you can pack – you know, you can yeah. pick key scenes, but you can give, like, little times for – The audience to get ready for another scene i don't know i i would like the pacing
0: i just and i agree like i don't it doesn't have to be one big thing it doesn't have to be a michael bay movie where it's just like you know yeah one thing after another kind of thing but there were scenes and i'd have to watch it again to really pinpoint it but there were times in the middle where i was um just bored but i knew something great would happen soon it was just taking its time kind of thing and i think that's just a that's like an editing choice you know yeah. there could have been you know a couple of things done to fix that uh, but besides that i mean very little complaints now according to everything i've read um this movie is not attached to any further plans of
1: future movies which is really sad if that's the case because it's I've, real sad if they were to use this to restart the DC universe, yeah, Yeah,
0: or yeah, the DC universe, then you got
1: something really great going, right? Like just, just follow Marvel, you know, just continue to like, you know, bank off each movie.
0: And you know, what's funny too, is this is how Marvel started. Iron Man came out. Yeah. They were not planning on doing any other movies necessarily. You know, they wanted to see how it was going to go. And Iron Man was amazing. Yeah, he killed. You're like, oh shit! The character, the actor they got was perfect. The story was amazing, and and it was just, it was a spectacular movie on its own. It started, it ended. Sure, it could go on and do something else, but it was designed as one movie. And this is the same thing, but it could obviously lead into um, more DC stuff. And if they kept that caliber of movie coming oh, out. Oh, yeah,
1: it'd be fucking great. They yeah. would be totally be able to compete. Exactly. In particular, like, I I mean... Well, we already said spoilers, so... Yeah, we already said spoilers. Here we go again. Obviously, this Joker is not the Joker that Batman faces off in the future because he's way too old. Right. So this is definitely the person that inspires the future Joker, which I'm fine with. That's, that's great. But you can just continue from that. The next movie, like, he you know, was inspired by this guy and to be perfectly honest. And this is one scene where I wish it was a little bit longer than Robert De Niro and, uh, Joaquin Phoenix in the, Oh, and the in the show. show. Oh my God. That was, was such, they was had amazing. such great chemistry and back and forth. And both of them were bringing up great points, you yeah. know, like to their arguments. I personally felt that Joaquin Phoenix was a little bit stronger. <laughs> is with his points. I wouldn't disagree with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was for multiple this, reasons, <laughs> like what he was saying was accurate. And he's like, you know, um, Like, well, spoilers. So Joker kills three bankers. Yep. And this inspires... uh, Because Gotham is fucking broke. There's a lot of people suffering. A lot of people are having shit time. You know, it's definitely like a throwback to the... the, San Francisco today. Yeah. yeah, I agree. The 99% or the 1% or (laughs) whatever. um, Which inspired these people to be like, you know, that's right. Like, these rich people, the haves, you know, are shitting on us. Mm -hmm. And we need to fight back. And, you know joker makes a great point to robert de niro is like had i died in that subway me being mentally ill no one would have given a shit right he's like but because three rich guys died all of a sudden there's a big uproar it's like right, Dan, right, that's right. a fucking great point you know exactly yeah
0: i think uh and then and then he shoots robert de niro in the face so <laughs> yeah spoilers
1: well he was gonna shoot himself but robert de niro pissed him off right exactly
0: and it it's funny too because that's kind of like you know, that that was the final nail in the coffin of what was it what was his uh Fleck? Arthur Fleck. Arthur Fleck. That was kinda of the nail in the coffin of Arthur Fleck and the the true birth of the Joker, I think, is when he stopped, you know, turning everything internal on him on himself and started, you know, trying to turn it all externally. I think that was Bob the and, complete
1: and- circle of the Joker. That's when he was fully Joker. Yep. But what set him on the path was when he killed the three the three bankers, which in the beginning, the first two was self-defense. Yeah. Like but the who, third one. The third one was, definitely, definitely was questionable yeah. at best. That one was definitely yeah, revenge. You,
0: when you do self-defense, you're not supposed to run after yeah. him and shoot him in the back three times.
1: Emptied all the bullets. Yep. Um, I was reading on. So right after that scene, he runs um, and he runs into a bathroom. Also,
0: I got to mention. His uh, goofy Joker run was like it, oh, it was it, awesome. It rivals Tom Cruise's running
1: like he ran even when he was in regular shoes. He ran like he was almost in clown shoes. Yeah. Just it like was, full windmill, like picking up his feet. Yeah. Really really high. Yeah. It was amazing. But so after that scene. And his weird rib cage dance. Maybe well, that was- <laughs> that's that's what I was leading up to was that when he goes to the bathroom and he locks the door. Yeah. And, you know, so originally I was reading about this. Originally, he was supposed to toss the gun and start crying and freaking out. Yeah. And Joaquin Phoenix went to the director and said, you know, I, I don't feel like that's something he would do. Right. So then he was like, okay, well, this is the song we were going to play during that scene. He's like, do whatever you feel. And apparently it was just Joaquin Phoenix and the director alone in the bathroom. And he just started. That should be. <laughs> yeah. He just started dancing. And, like, that was one of the cool things about... Uh, what I loved what he did with the character was the dances because when he would dance, it was almost like, it was almost like for anyone who used to or does martial arts, it was almost like a kata, like he was, like or like tai chi, like it was, it was, it wasn't just dancing; it was more like he was trying to center himself. And yeah. the director loved it. And he was like, "Yes," and he's like, "What inspired you to do it?" And he's like, "I just feel like he." became like he like he won some pride back like you know he's not scared anymore he's not terrified of the world
0: i think it's a symbol of his like self-confidence kind of thing right yeah because then right after
1: he goes where he imagines he had sex with a girl he liked yeah oh that was great which obviously he he did not did not but yeah um
0: and i think i think it's really cool um kind of how confidence plays into it obviously the guy um you know throughout the movie it comes to light that he was severely abused as a child, um, and he lives with his mother. And he has this mental condition where he, you know, obviously has social anxieties, but also has the laughing uncontrollably. Yeah. So, the guy has no confidence to speak of, kind of thing, which is why he um, is a clown for his job. He puts on a literal mask in front of in between him and society. And I think that when you see him, kind of. You know, when he does the little dance, he's dancing like no one's watching, kinda of thing. Yeah. And, and that's that's like that's pure confidence. And when he's just going down the stairs, you know, in that scene that's in all the trailers, dancing and stuff, you're like, Oh shit. Because he's fully he's accepted the Joker. Well, yeah. He's 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 become himself for the first time in his life, kind of thing.
1: Where and he's I, not gonna get stepped on, he's not gonna allow right. and He's people not gonna to shit take shit
0: from anybody. Yeah.
1: Um So uh, one thing and I wanted yeah. to see wanna get your opinion. Um the the guy who gave him the gun, yes. The other clown, um, like I'll I forget his
0: name, but he's a great actor. He's always a piece of shit, and he plays it well. Yeah, <laughs> but like, um, can you imagine being that character actor where you're just like, "Hey, man, we need like, a guy. You're that a you... cool guy, but if I didn't know
1: you, I think you were a piece of shit." Yeah, we need a guy that people you should are gonna, be an actor. <laughs> we need someone that we, the audience is going to instantly hate just by yeah, looking just at, just by it. looking at you. And I think you're the one.
0: But I'm a nice guy. I know that they don't know that. <laughs>
1: Just go with it. <laughs> Just go with Just it. Just lean into it. Yeah. Um. So when he gives him the gun, mm-hmm. he tells him, like, you know, you're my special boy. And he kind of like almost like I, like I felt like was about to caress him. I definitely got like maybe he was sexually abusing Arthur kind of vibe. I mean, mm. I mean, I don't know. Like someone was saying like, oh, at the time's calling someone special boy is not that. I was like, I don't know, man. I definitely got a weird vibe from the dude. And Arthur definitely kind of, like, shied away, like, when he said it. Like, he kind of, mm-hmm. like, t- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if that is don't the case. So just be saying bye. <laughs> and what's the same thing with, um, so when you find out his mom is, was also insane. And she imagined this relationship with um, Thomas Wayne. With Thomas Wayne. t Wayne, <laughs> And, um, damn, so you lose my fucking train of thought. Um... Sexual abuse. Oh, right, right. Abuse. Like, so he was abused by her boyfriend. Yeah. Like he was tied to a radiator, but yep. they just said abuse. So they didn't say physical or sexual. Yeah, we don't know. I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it was both or it was meant to be. You I didn't know.
0: I didn't really see that with his coworker. Um, I mean, you know, I'm sure there might have been something there with the, the boyfriend or whatever back when he was a small child, but it, it seemed to me it was more of like a power move on the other clown guy and it would have been interesting to see a little bit more of that relationship why like everyone thought he was weird and why everyone like shit on him at his work where like these guys i mean it's not like they're that much better than him
1: except for the assistant manager or whoever he was oh the dwarf guy yeah yeah he was great he was awesome oh my god
0: we'll talk about it in a second
1: but well, he and he was nice he was like hey arthur how are you like he was always yeah, very nice to exactly. him. have a good day arthur um and
0: uh but yeah uh, i don't know i think it was more of a power move to him kind of thing um and he wanted to get him out of there which is why he gave him the gun and told the cops that he had the gun kind of thing
1: see like i kind of got the vibe like like a prison vibe like oh you know i take care of my bitches like kind of like move and but then like when when he got caught with it at the hospital that was such a cringe part
0: when he's at Children's Hospital.
1: And you could tell, like, he totally loves kids. Like, yeah. he totally cared about, he really cared about trying to yeah. make them laugh. It Probably because he saw him, a lot of himself in them. Right, exactly. And being vulnerable. Especially the ones
0: who are, you know, in a traumatic setting, like the kids at the hospital.
1: Yeah, so as he's dancing, the gun just shimmies down his leg. It's a prop! Yeah. <laughs> it was a good lie. <laughs> it was a really good lie to think of right, right away. But, like, he picks up he's like... Shh. Yeah, <laughs> yep, pretty good.
0: Um... Well, I mean, it, it definitely could be. We'll never know unless there's like an extended scene or something where we see a little bit more of th- those two's relationship.
1: I definitely when the Blu-ray comes, I definitely want to hear the um... commentary. Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, um, I think it also, uh, you know, one thing that, you know, you bring up a good point, though, is that now the, the fact that he loves these children so much, you know, kind of leads you to think about a Michael Jackson type situation who was also abused as a child. Probably sexually, and then then he went on and did it himself, kind of thing.
1: So maybe well, you know. I don't know if Arthur. I definitely didn't get the vibe. that he I was didn't into get that the- either.
0: But you know, his infatuation with small children might have to. We'll have to talk to uh, some of our more educated guests yeah. to uh, psychoanalyze that a little bit. Um, maybe a hint for next week. We'll
1: maybe see. not next week.
0: Maybe a hint for two weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, but th- or three weeks from now. Whenever we can get these certain guests that we're yeah. working on, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I'd love to. I, I want to hear the commentary. I think that's you know, that's definitely going to be a movie worth uh, buying and delving into that deep. Now let's talk about the scene where he goes full Joker on his two clown friends who come visit him at his apartment. When so the guy we're talking about, I forget what his name was what was his name, um, but uh, like Roy, is it Roy? Ron? Randall Brand- it was Randall Randall
1: Randall <laughs> Randall Randall it
0: was Randall Randall okay anyway um and uh the little person guy whose name was
1: oh
0: it doesn't say on IMDB Michelle
1: Mark it well forgive it was, us for not remembering
0: yeah but he was great um and so they come and visit him they hear that Arthur you know, he got fired so they bring over you know a bottle of booze they're gonna like bury the hatchet kind of thing and uh Obviously, the Joker goes full Joker on Randall, and like beats the shit out of him, smashes his face against the door until, or oh, right, he stabs uh, him with a, the scissors, stabs him the with the scissors in the neck, smashes his face into the into the corner of the wall until he's like super dead,
1: super dead, super dead,
0: <laughs> and uh, and the the we'll dwarf the, guy,
1: the AM, the assistant manager, The
0: assistant manager guy. Is over in the corner, like. Freaking. Oh,
1: Gary! I'm so sorry. Gary was the 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 uh, little guy. Sorry, <laughs> I
0: know we're all stumbling around. Sorry,
1: Randall was the douchebag. Gary. Gary. Yes.
0: Okay, so Gary's in the corner, like just watching this guy get murdered. Because, because I
1: mean, to him, he's like, "Oh, this mild mannered, nice guy who's yeah, always d- been super quiet yeah, just, just blows up, fucking went berserk." Yeah, exactly. And. And then, you know,
0: uh, the Joker's kind of like sitting down on the ground in a pool of Randall's blood and it's got blood all over him. And he's just like kind of breathing heavy. And he's like, you can go, Gary. You know, you've always been nice. You know, you're you're, you're cool to go. He, and is <laughs> <Gary's> like obviously <laughs> fucking freaked out, obviously freaked out. And then he does this thing where he like, well, yeah. well, Gary has
1: to get near the Joker to watch. Yeah, because it's in the hallway. The Joker's has... in
0: between Gary and the front door,
1: and so uh, he has to get has by. to walk by him, are walk there...
0: over Randall's dead body into the pool of blood, <laughs> and, they... and, and Arthur does ah! a little like jump scare. He's like, "I'm just kidding," and he just, <laughs> I would have peed my pants. Oh, for sure. He yeah. just seen him
1: fucking murder this guy. And then
0: the absolute best part. <laughs> was when Gary gets to the door and the door has the little chain security chain <laughs> and he
1: can't reach it and so at the end like it was uh, it was it was like it was one of those moments it was so funny, but at the same time you feel so bad for this character it it was just it was so effective and I feel like that that
0: scene alone is gonna get some hate from the little person community because it was like, oh, you're making fun of him no, I think what it does is it makes it makes you the audience feel for Gary's character. You're like, holy shit.
1: Cause you think, oh, he made it. No way. He still might he, not have made it. He now
0: has to ask the guy who just killed a person in cold blood to help him unlock the And he the does door.
1: like um he's like, oh
0: sure man. He's like and just lets um, him walk
1: out. <laughs> Arthur and Arthur like, you know, well, at this point, Joker turns like, yeah. He's like, I can't, I can't and he just points at the line. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> and he lets him go. He like, gets up oh. and he opens the door and you're like, Oh my God, he made it. And he's like, Oh wait. And he closes it again. He's like, you've always been nice to me. And he <laughs> gives him a little kiss, kiss on the forehead. He's like, get out of here. Go. <laughs> and he let him go. It was, that was the most intense scene I've seen
0: in so long. Oh yeah. And there's no, there's no like music or anything. It's just, oh,
1: it was, that was amazing. It was a great fucking scene.
0: I think like, I love the interview scene at the end between the two of them with the full-on Joker and Robert De Niro. That's great. But I don't know. I might like that apartment scene even better. I love them both They're both so great. They're both
1: really good. No, but that one scene where it's like, you're you're scared for this character, but you can't help but fucking laugh the situation he's in. it's a crazy situation. It's like a perfect Joker scene. Right, and I think... And the fact
0: that it is slightly comical... Kind of shows the the little Joker in all of us kind of thing, right? Because <laughs> you are laughing at this terrible situation, you're like, oh my god, what is wrong with me? But oh, so good. It was
1: it was a fucking it was an amazing scene.
0: So intense. And then, um, of course, he then puts on his full Joker regalia and then goes on to what is essentially like the Tonight Show. Yeah, with uh, 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 Robert De Niro. That could have been the entire movie. Like, I would have, I would be down to see a stage play of the two of them just, like, talking like that for an hour. Oh,
1: no, and that would have been great because their back and forth was so great. And I think it just left us wanting more, like... in
0: the little green room scene before with Mark oh, yeah. and everything. It's like, uh, so you're going to... Part of the protest there, or... Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, no, this is just part of my act. Here. On his
1: way to there, um, people have used... Taking the mantle of the Joker as a reason to riot and they want to go against the rich... And yeah, he has to go and get there. And a bunch of people are wearing like clown masks. Yeah, yeah. So there's fights. You know, two cops were murdered in the subway, and so that's where Mark Maron tells him like, "Are you sure we want him on this makeup? Like, yeah, what kind of message are we giving? You know, it was he was right. You know, like yeah, exactly. Is this Really, but Robert Neal's like, no, nah, I love this kid. Like, it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great for show business.
0: Yeah. So I love when he comes out. And he does his little dance and stuff as he's coming out, super confident again. Super confident. They even he even kisses the Doctor Ruth character. Yeah. You know, um, and I was just like, man, it's so good. And you can finally see he's like being the Joker. Man,
1: so good. And he was confident. He, he was, was confident. absolutely confident. He
0: he's because you, Cause you really see him before when he wasn't
1: full Joker. When he when he tells him that he's going to come on, like he's even practicing. He's trying to mimic. Other other right. guests, and this is like you could tell, like he wasn't full Joker yet.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. At this point, when he comes out, he's not acting anymore. No, he's just he was
1: feeling insane. it. He was in the moment. Yeah,
0: man, so good. Now, let's talk a little bit about this not being connected to anything.
1: You mean how sad that is?
0: It's really, really sad. Uh And now, you don't think that they could connect this to Batman? I
1: think they not with. Walking phoenix i don't think so i think because if it would be a, i think it would be
0: a more of a contractual problem than anything else um as far as like you know making sure joaquin phoenix wants to do it again and do it with batman right but i think um i think that they had him play a young enough character like joaquin phoenix i don't know how old he is now he's got to be in his 40s late 40s um and uh but they had him play a guy who, who could conceivably be, I don't know, in his 30s, right? He had no gray hair. You know, yes, he was super skinny, but it was the 70s. You know, it was just a weird time. Um, So, or was it the 80s? 70s. No, 70s. Definitely, Definitely 70s. 70s. Late 70s, probably. Um, And so, and then we see Bruce Wayne, and he's probably, I don't know, he's 45. No, Bruce Wayne's not 45. No. The, uh, <laughs> Walking Phoenix Phoenix is 45. Okay. So let's say conceivably he played someone who's, you know, I don't know, 35, 32 in this movie. Bruce Wayne, little kid.
1: Probably like 10, 12.
0: 10 or 12. So, and then Robert Patterson is already signed on to be Batman. He could conceivably play a Batman who's in his 20s. Yeah, mid-20s probably. Right? So it wouldn't be that crazy to have a Batman who's in his 20s and a Joker who's in his 40s squaring off against each other right so it's i think the room is there you know that the it's not as bad as everyone thinks where oh you know you're gonna have batman you know going against a joker who's like 70 years old i don't think it's that bad the character you know they i don't think they ever say how old he is um he he could conceivably construed as young enough to
1: you know i'm just wondering like at least the joker we know in the cartoons and the movies, it's definitely a guy who's insane but smart enough where he's thinking a couple steps ahead. Right. Versus this Joker is just strictly chaotic. Yep. Like, he's not – he has no plans. Like, he's not thinking ahead. I mean, yeah, the fact that he is chaotic would throw off Batman because he can't predict what the possible next thing would be being that he's a de- detective, you know? Yeah. Um, well, he's got – he's also got some, you know – he does have room to grow. He does have. Time, he has that years. room to
0: grow, and and now that he has the confidence and who and he knows who he is, kind of that you saw with the notebook. He's kind of planning certain things out yeah. and whatnot. So and he's gonna be locked up in Arkham for a little while. So you know maybe he'll plan some. Actually,
1: that scene was cool at the end too. Like yeah. it was a very cartoonish, like where he's like running Benny the, Hill, yeah. Almost but like, there's
0: you know bloody footprints. Yeah, he obviously killed the yeah, fucking doctor. He obviously killed her. <laughs> um. So. I would love to see them bring him into the uh Bat DC universe.
1: Even if even if he's he's not even if he's not the Joker he faces off but the inspiration, maybe he took on a men, uh, I mean a kid that he mentored, I don't know, who knows. I don't know. I still would want him to be the Joker,
0: but even if he's if he's, you know, if like Batman's just starting off and the Joker is somehow escaped and kind of thing and you know it was like even if it's just for one movie it doesn't have to be like a big franchise or anything but man i think it would be so good if they somehow connected this to a dc expanded universe one thing i was telling uh one of my other friends was that how sick would it be if they made a lex Luthor movie just like this but like this one was obviously kind of in the style of like martin scorsese Right. He was originally going to be a produ- executive producer on it. But what if they did like a Lex Luthor story that was kind of like social network and then where he, he starts off as kind of a likable guy, but then he kind of turns into a dick and then it kind of ends with, you know, the news report of, you know, someone landing on, you know, a spaceship or whatever, you know, Superman being yeah, yeah. being Superman. I think that would be really cool starting off like a cinematic universe that starts with villain movies oh no that'd
1: be great i think that would be a great idea
0: i think it's i don't know i think it's possible i just don't it's weird to me that jared leto is the joker in the cinematic dc universe how
1: shitty dude he is upset there are news stories he is upset i haven't read him but i'm gonna now um to be like
0: it's, oh, not, f- it's
1: not entirely his fault.
0: Mm, is it? I mean, isn't it? I think that, what's his name? David Ayer. I think that's the guy who directed Suicide Squad. I think he, you know, he has a lot to do with it. The writers have a lot. To, I mean, Jared Leto probably had some stupid ideas. He probably did. I mean, and, and then he plays the character like he does. But it fits. It kind of fit in with Suicide Squad's feel. I right? guess. Could you imagine Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in that movie? It would be terrible.
1: The- the dancing at the end, Joker? I don't know, man.
0: I maybe. Think. I mean, maybe. I, it would make Suicide Squad a lot better, probably. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel bad for Jared Leto because everyone just hates him now. I mean... And he's a good actor. Jared Leto's a good actor.
1: I mean, yeah. It, it, I mean, some people... Maybe you're right. Like Maybe... I don't... I just personally feel... I don't have anything to back this up. I just personally feel that he probably was given some choices on maybe aesthetics or like
0: <laughs> like yeah we're thinking of giving the joker a tattoo which one do you want all of them all look of them? good ha. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, we were thinking about maybe like one you know we're just kind of shooting ideas no all of them yeah i all think of all them. of them would be great it'd be really cool if it said damaged across my yeah. forehead uh we don't want but, that and do you have any grills i think that yeah, would be i really think cool. that'll
1: be great <laughs> it's like oh a fancy car joker needs <laughs> yeah a fancy car. joker
0: would definitely drive a lamborghini <laughs>
1: And I want a club scene. It's, <laughs> yeah, I want a club scene I, I would.
0: I, I feel like you would hang out at ravey nightclubs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, mean, I, I. guess. I mean, you're you're the highest paid actor other than Will Smith on this movie. So.
1: <laughs> and the laugh was just not great. Yeah, it was. It was uh, a
0: choice. <laughs> it's definitely a choice. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. Um,
0: yeah. He, he. But he is the Joker in the cinematic universe, technically. Though I don't know what they're gonna do with a rebooted Batman, and is that gonna be on its own?
1: I have no idea.
0: I'd be okay if uh, the DC universe separated back out, like everything's on its own now.
1: Would you be? I mean, I I feel like they kind of have to. I don't know where they can. But then, um, like I don't Wonder know. Woman's '85 is still coming out. That's the thing. I I mean, they but, kept her. But it
0: takes place in 1985, so she technically hasn't met any of the uh, Justice League yet. It's
1: kind of a mess, man. We, it I, is a mess. I feel like... It's a huge pile of... They're ps- heading towards the X-Men you know, universe where we're going to rewrite timelines a bunch of fucking times, and hopefully one. you guys like one of them. I don't know. It
0: seems to me like they're just taking a bunch of ideas and throwing them at the wall and seeing which ones stick.
1: You know what I mean? The classic. Uh, they're like,
0: oh, a Suicide Squad is good. Let's just make a million more of those. Let's make two at the same time. One with the Suicide Squad and one with Harley Quinn and a bunch of characters we haven't met yet. And it's like, okay, well, I, I guess that's cool. And then and then they're like, like, I think we should make a Joker origin story movie. Oh, that sounds kind of cool. But we're gonna, it's going to take place in the 70s and well, it's going to have <laughs> Walking If they're Phoenix.
1: doing the let's throw and see what sticks, bro, this is sticking. Yeah. Go with this. Oh, <laughs> I think... That
0: they could definitely get uh, a couple Oscar nods at it. Um, we'll see if they do, but I think costume design, and I think um, I think acting for Joaquin Phoenix. I think he could potentially be nominated at least.
1: I mean, hopefully. I'm
0: trying to think of other stuff that came out. Since this year. Uh,
1: we throw out ideas and then sometimes they get stolen. Like yep. hopefully this, this <laughs> yeah, one gets exactly. stolen.
0: Um, but yeah, I don't know. It 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 frustra- frustrates me to no end. That this movie could come out and just be a one-off thing. I mean, it's great, and I'll be happy to continuously watch it over and over again. But you know, one of those things about about uh, the Joker is that he's the perfect foil to Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's come from similar backgrounds, sort of. I mean, traumatic you know childhood well, they're shaped experiences by, by right? traumatic, yeah. And then you know, um, and they've kind of taken taken things into their own hands one went crazy and one went super controlled you know one one bottled it all up and one just let it all out you know
1: now so at least i felt like there was a scene so well first i'll start off and i'm glad they didn't do this uh where they were they were kind of hinting that batman and joker were brothers that he, right that um i love
0: that they hinted at those and and the whole time they were hinting at that i'm like well eh and then they're like no just kidding she's crazy i'm like uh oh, but
1: i like that right but there was the one scene where he's looking at a picture of his mom mm-hmm. and on the back there's a heart and it says um tw so um i'm one it's just probably just the mom wrote that shit it's either that or you know they were or he just hit it one time and that
0: drove her crazy, right? Or got that or the, Wayne
1: dick, or the fact that you know he was like, "Oh shit, she's pregnant, get her away!" She, you're crazy, and she's like, "No, well, really, I'm not," and that drove her insane. I'm, I'm kind of okay with the fact that they didn't, you know, nail one for sure, right? But I would have preferred that they're not siblings.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a that's kind of a weird cop out. That's like one of those things where, like, at the end of uh, at the end of dark knight rises or whatever you're like what's your name um my first name's robin you're like what that's weird <laughs> i don't like that at all um i think that it's one of those weird like movie choices that sometimes get thrown into these movies you're like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. why would you why would you change something that's like that important to a character you know it's not dick grayson it's not uh <laughs> it's not uh what's his name uh uh, What's the other Robin's name? There's Dick Grayson, Damian Wayne, and Jason Todd. It's not any one of those names. Oh, my name's Jason. Jason Todd. Okay, cool. Okay, I get it now. Come on, be Robin. I didn't want
1: you to find out until the end, man.
0: <laughs> my name's Robin. I think that's a good superhero name. Your name is Jason Todd now, but, but your superhero name is Robin. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But that's your boy, dude. <laughs> So that,
0: that I'm glad that they went back on that. I'm also glad that he wasn't going out with that girl. Because I didn't I didn't want the main thing with the Joker, when he when he started like, oh, he's like super confident now. Now he's just gonna go bang his hot neighbor, the chick who played Domino from who she's great too. I, I like her yeah. a lot in every movie I've seen so far. Um he's like, Oh, I'm just gonna go bang my hot neighbor right in front of her little kid. And, and he goes in, and I'm like, what? They're turning this into like a, like, oh, he's got his like groove now. He's like, Mr., like, he's got this happy relationship, and now that's going to get torn up by him being the Joker. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. They're like forcing a love story into this. But then when they twist it, she's like, what are you doing in my house?
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, I knew it. Well, <laughs> I knew it at the club when he was doing his act, and no one was laughing, but she was there and laughing and smiling at his jokes Yeah, because they were really bad and it even if and even if you're into someone and you don't want to feel bad like those were some weird ones to to like try to <laughs> yeah i
0: would be like at the court like check please yeah
1: <laughs> now do you think he killed her
0: Mm.
1: because he goes in because he thinks they're in a relationship yeah and when she comes out and sees him in the house she's like oh my god what are you doing here yeah and that's when it's revealed he, he all the flashbacks happen where she wasn't really there yeah and then don't they show him leaving? He leaves, but we don't see anything. We don't see or hear anything.
0: Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either.
0: That's that's a weird one. Like I, I mean, I think it would be better if he did. I think it it would go. It would. Like, it would be aligned with his character. It would be more in line with his character. Um, though at that point too, he hadn't quite turned the page on truly becoming the Joker. So maybe maybe it makes sense that he didn't.
1: The only thing is, at least from what I remember, when he leaves, there is a siren. It's like, oh, were they coming because someone heard some
0: noises? I think they're just, or was Gotham it just City's Gotham shithole. shithole? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gotham City in this one is a shithole. Um, and then uh, Gotham City, I mean, I, I would have preferred if, if maybe like, I mean, maybe it would have been too forced, but it would have been cool if one of the cops investigating him was Jim Gordon. You know?
1: Oh, the two. Yeah, but they were idiots
0: They were idiots, for <laughs> sure If if they were just like Oh, you hear about, you know You hear about Lieutenant Gordon? Oh, that fucker And then, you know, it would be funny If there was, like, a little mention of it Probably know? would have been Detective
1: Gordon or something Or Detective
0: time. or whatever, you know Because um, you've got to make it all the way to Commissioner By the time Batman's a thing Um got to get his bones, man Yeah uh, Let's see, what Any other, like, what would you have changed about the movie If you were to change one thing?
1: I don't know. There was there was so much that I liked. Um I don't know. I don't know, man. I can't think of anything right now that I would have. I mean, I that's a
0: valid answer. Like it's a good movie. It's it's I really even good. liked that
1: he played at times Joker a little effeminate. Like he would just mm-hmm. kinda like when he wasn't the Joker and he was like kinda dancing with the signs, he would kinda be like, Yeah, like you yeah. know, like
0: I'm a lady. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Like it was, it was, it was awesome. Little subtle touches.
0: I think that points again to a child sexual
1: abuse. Yeah, maybe. You know, who knows? Mm, That'd be interesting. There's just so many nuances and subtleties that were in the movie.
0: Now, do you think we'll get another? Do you think we'll get another Joker movie?
1: I hope. I hope. If anything, dollars is what dictates what you know directors and producers are going to do. So, if this movie already it's doing well, I
0: so how about this? Okay, so. Rather than doing a Robert Patterson, Joker, Joaquin Phoenix movie together. What if the next movie is a sequel to the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. And it's about, you know, there's like, uh, he's having, he's out from Arkham Asylum somehow. And he's truly becoming a crime lord. And then like. He, but you keep hearing these little whispers of a, a vigilante who's doing stuff, and it's just the creation of Batman. I'm totally fine with that. that Where would be it's not great. a Batman movie, but he's he's present enough to ins- to inspire the Joker to do certain things. That's what I really want, because the two of them playing off each other is really what makes that such a a, a powerful character. You know. Um,
1: oh, the other thing I was going to mention, I really like that it wasn't Arthur that killed um, the Batman's parents. That yeah, it was yeah, some yeah. dude who was inspired by him. Yeah, exactly. Was like that. So that was great. I would. I'm. I'm. I'm so like the That was another thing. That was so great about the movie that they did not change any of the core um, storytelling parts. Right. Like they didn't make them brothers. Awesome. Hint at it. Fake us out. Great. Yeah. He didn't kill uh, them. That's awesome because it was just a random dude who stole and he took the classic scene taking the, the pearls. pearls yeah.
0: yeah. And wasn't the original? Wasn't it always
1: Zorro too? No, I forgot. It was something something uh, cool. I forget his name. Zorro's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but, uh, yeah, man, it was such a good movie. It's just, man, I hope they do something with it. You know what I mean? I'm okay, I guess, if it just remains a one-off, just amazing movie. It just seems like a damn shame.
1: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, and the notes. The notes were great. If you happen to read any of the notes when he wanted to say sense like you know common sense he'd always put uh like change like yeah c-e-n-t-s and like you could. there's a lot of
0: misspellings in there which is interesting
1: but it i mean i was thinking about it after i was like oh i don't make any sense i'm like well it kind of fits too he doesn't make much money right you know so it's like was he really you know well i
0: think that also was a punchline to a joke that he had written about like um you know not making any money and then maybe Dead, I'll make more sense. Yeah, or exactly. Like that, you
1: know what I mean. And also, like the the nude pictures, the nude women yeah. pictures he had, which just made it so much more cringy. Like when he's in the club and like, oh, that shows and stuff. Yeah, it's
0: like, oh, there's a huge vagina right there, ready to go in front of all these people. Like,
1: oh, <laughs> that's jarring.
0: Yeah. Um, and then also in front of the therapist too. Like, yeah. you see her like, mm, like oh. I don't know about this.
1: Man. And that's that's the other thing, since you brought up the therapist. Like, he was trying to do all the correct things. Right. Like, he. And society
0: let him down.
1: Like, shat on him. Like, when the kids beat the shit out of him and took the sign, he was just like, oh, you should have beat the shit. He's like, they're just kids, man. Like, they're just, like, he. Yeah. Like, it didn't bother him. What really bothered him was when his boss was like, yo, you lost the sign. He's like, no, didn't you hear? I got, I got fucking mugged. Yeah. And they broke the sign. Like, well, you have to replace the sign. It's like, well, I got, I got mugged. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: well, why do I have to replace his dang sign?
1: You know? It,
0: yeah, it, it truly shows, like, you know, he's getting pushed all through the first half of the movie. People keep pushing him and pushing him yeah. and pushing him and pushing him, and finally he just... And, yeah. like,
1: he tells the social workers, like, you know, I come here every time. You ask me the same questions, but you're not listening yeah, exactly. to anything I'm saying. And then she just hits him with, Well, we're closing the facility.
0: Yeah, we're closing the facility. Yeah, I'm out of a job too. You know, they don't give a shit about you. Yeah. They don't give a shit about me. Yeah, it's a it's a powerful movie for sure. And I think it you know, there's more in common, you know, we it's kind of scary how much parts of the United States represent Gotham City in that yeah. movie. San Francisco. San Francisco is rough, but you know, like think about like Detroit and stuff too. Cities who are, you know, who don't have a, you know, they basically have super poverty, and then even the rich aren't super rich in Detroit. You know what I mean? It's like, man, it's crazy. Um, so watch that movie. Watch the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Tell us what you think about
1: it. Watch it multiple times.
0: Watch it multiple times. I'll probably go see it one more time in the theater. I'd like to see it one more time. Maybe Alamo. Ooh, Alamo might be good. Uh, I'd also like to maybe see it in the uh, Dolby Cinema. Actually, veteran. I think
1: Alamo is showing it 35 uh, millimeter, Ooh. which might be kind of cool for that 70s look. Yeah,
0: it definitely looks like the 70s. I was surprised that um, Scorsese dropped out of it.
1: I didn't even know it, to be honest, so you said it earlier.
0: Yeah, he was supposed to do it. One of his producers that he works really closely with is one of the producers of the movie. So he had his feel to it.
1: No, but, when, when you said I was more impressed with the movie, I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. even with him dropping out, it was still dope. Was
0: still still freaking dope. And Todd Phillips, like, you know, got to hand it to that guy, man. He went from The Hangover to, like, cinematic gold. Did he do The
1: Hangover? Yeah, Todd
0: Phillips directed The Hangover and I think The Hangover, Two, maybe. Um, Three
1: and two and all of them. Well, oh, yeah. he produced. He was a producer. Oh, OK, yeah.
0: But he definitely directed the first one. Um. Yeah, Todd. He
1: directed two, three and two and one. You're right. Yep. Yeah, so... And Starsky and Hutch, Road Trip. So he did... Uh, Can you War- imagine? Like, hey, man, we're going to do this, op- this amazing, serious movie with the Joker. Like, oh, what director have ever got in mind? Oh, the guy from Road Trip? Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: what I was thinking. Uh, I forgot about Road Road Trip is so funny. It is. And old school. But it's not what I would have picked. Starsky and Hutch... School for
1: Scoundrels. It just shows you, dude. The like,
0: Hangover, due date. The Hangover Two. The Hangover Three. War Dogs. And then now the Joker. Like, holy it, shit! It just
1: shows you, like, sometimes it pays off to take risks. Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson's, like, oh, the guy who did Brain Dead, like, yeah. <laughs> Or was the one with puppets and shit, like he had uh, yeah. done,
0: or or uh he had he, frighteners. Like, what was it the Dead Alive or yeah, Dead Alive, Dead Alive, yeah. or Brain
1: Dead? I always forget the name because the it's the British and the American version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like, you want that guy to do an You want to give him how much money <laughs> to do the Hobbit movie or whatever? Lord of the Rings, that guy? Her. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: <laughs> how much money? <laughs> like a billion dollars? They actually didn't even give him that much. He, he's actually known for being able to stretch a budget like yeah. super well.
0: I don't know, man. That, that was crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, Todd Phillips, man. Good on you. Well, I think uh, uh, that just about does it for uh, this evening, but yeah go check out the joker man so good
1: yeah so good we maybe we'll talk about it again later
0: yeah exactly we might bring it up again but anyway thank you christian for uh even though we didn't get to see together it was nice talking together about it it's
1: awesome as always
0: Yep. and uh to all the nerds out there remember you're not alone you're with friends this is nerds with friends thank you and good night